Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Inflow podcast. It's your host, Jill. Welcome to those who haven't been here before. Um, I'm really excited that you're here and I really hope that you enjoy this episode. If you can't already tell from the title, today we will be talking about habits and specifically slowing down to speed up. So what I mean by that is rather than focusing on the goal itself, shifting your mindset to focus on the process in actually getting towards that goal and how that actually can help you achieve the goal a lot faster than if you solely focus on the goal. I think it's a really important topic because it's something that we hear a lot. I know for myself, I've heard this topic spoken about quite a lot, but it's not actually something that I personally implemented until a few months ago when I was basically in a position where I had no other choice and I thought, oh, I'll just give this a go and my life has never looked better. <laughs> a few months later, uh, still still implementing these practices and I implement them in pretty much all areas of my life um, and it's just become a habit. So today I really want to talk about how we can refocus our attention on the system that we create to achieve a goal rather than the goal, like the actual goal itself. Because I think too often we look at our neighbors and we look at the people around us and, you know, tell me if you relate to this, um, because this was me for a really, really long time. And even though I was living in denial about it, it 100% was me. Uh, We look at our neighbors and we, uh, or we look at other people online And we think that we should be where they are. We think that our lives should be where they are, especially if they are the same age as us. We compare our lives to theirs and we think, well, shit, I don't have a house. She just bought a house. She's literally my age. What am I going to do? Or I haven't found the career path that I'm supposed to be doing with my life, but this person has. And I think it's really important to know that we all live completely different lives. Let's just even think about how we all grew up. We all, most of us grew up quite different to the next person and we have experienced completely different things and we have learned different things. We have different values based off what we were taught from our parents or what we witnessed from our parents. Our beliefs are completely different based off how we grew up and where we grew up. And so that affects our timeline differently to the next person. Now, here's a great example, and I'm going to expose myself here. I, I really don't like this this about me, but it's my reality, and it's how I was brought up, how I literally, who I am. So, and I'm sure so many other people can relate, so I'm just going to expose myself. My, let's take my boyfriend and I, for example, because we're totally different people, and um, we had different we grew up differently and we have landed in different part, like we've landed different levels of our lives currently. So I was brought up and I'm just going to say it. I was brought up a sport brat. It's just what I was. That was just my reality. And the reason was because my mom had a really terrible upbringing. She basically grew up poor. She had to fight for the career that she has today she, if you didn't already know about this about me, I'm actually South African. I was born there. So when my mum was young, she grew up during apartheid and it was difficult for her to 
live as a human being because of the segregation that was happening. If you don't know what I'm talking about, educate yourself on apartheid. So she had a really difficult upbringing and grew up very, very poor. But despite all of that, she wanted something different for her life. She wanted to become a doctor and she her pure reason was because she wanted to have enough money. Like she didn't want to live poor anymore. She didn't want her kids to live poor. She wanted a different life. And so she became a doctor. And because of that, she raised myself and my siblings to have everything we ever wanted. We had this massive house. We were extremely, extremely well off. We never had a problem with money um, up until a certain point in my life, which is a totally different story. But we basically grew up with things handed to us. Whatever we wanted, we got. And we had maids to make our beds. We had maids to cook food for us. Uh, I, li- I could literally never made my bed. Like, that's something that people learn when they're really young, how to make your bed. But I never had to do that. And this is me being completely honest with you. I'm not, I just want, yeah, I just want to be honest and just say why I am the way I am. My mom encouraged me to not get a job during high school uh, and also not move out until I graduate uni because she wanted me to not have to pay for anything or have any other stress other than graduating and getting a good job Um, and like yada yada. I'm sure other people can relate to this. (laughs) So I'm just going to put it out there so that we're all in this together. Um, Anyways, because of that, I didn't have, I never grew up with responsibility. So I didn't have that experience with responsibilities and things like paying for things like paying for my phone bill, paying for rent, paying for any other bills in life really. So when I did eventually move out, I had no idea how to do those things and they do not teach you that stuff at school. So, and even if they did, I was not listening. So that's where I was not knowing any of this stuff, not having any experience in it. And therefore I almost feel like, and I'm speaking metaphorically, my growth was stunted because of that. I had no exposure to these adult responsibilities, so I never learned them and didn't know how to handle them when it came to real life. On the other hand, on the flip side, my boyfriend moved out of home when he was, I think he was 18. I don't even, I could be totally wrong. Um, And he moved out when he was, yeah, 18 and, or even younger. And he straight away got a, like a full-time job or a job and a house and he was paying rent and he was paying bills and he had to learn all that stuff because he was exposed to it and so he knew how to do all that stuff and he knew about saving money etc etc so when it came to our relationship he did most of that stuff I'm learning I'm really proud of myself for how much I've learned but getting back on a topic so when it comes to uh like savings and like finances and all of that he's really good at managing money and he's really good at saving uh and I was kind of the opposite because I never had to save because I never had anything that I needed to save for like everything was sort of handed to me um and so we're at different parts of our lives with saving and it's so easy to look at the next person who is slightly ahead of you in that category or in any other category, you know, with finding their career path. Um, Even literally like 
your body and your body goals, it's easy to look at someone else who is where you kind of wish you were and they're they're a similar age to you and think that you are so far behind. Like you are so far behind. How am I going to catch up? I need to be where that person is because obviously I'm supposed to be there. If they're there, then I'm supposed to be there because we're the same age. So it's so easy to think that. But look at the two different lives that like I have lived and my partner's lived and see how we were brought brought up differently and our values were different and our exposure was different. And there's so many differences between just two people that has taken us to totally different places in our lives currently. And that's okay. That's completely okay because you guys know that this is a really, really important um, what's the word? This is something I firmly believe is that everything happens for a reason and that we're all on our own paths and experiencing things that we are supposed to experiencing at the, does that make sense? We are supposed to experience at the exact moments or at the exact time that we are supposed to experience it, like for ourselves, like the, that is just how it is. And I just firmly believe that. It's so deeply ingrained in me that no matter what happens in my life, negative, positive, I know it was supposed to happen and it was supposed to happen exactly how it did. And that make that brings me so much peace. And something I had to learn along the way when I was first exposed to personal development is that the world is not against me and I am not a victim, <laughs> but the world is for me and supporting me and things happen in my life because they're supposed to happen and everything is exactly how it's supposed to be for me and it's different for the next person. So first, I just wanted to get that out the way because now we're going to really talk about habits and how to actually achieve the goals that you want to set for yourself. I just wanted to firstly throw that out because I don't want anyone to feel like it's too late for them to set these goals for themselves and it's it's too late for them to catch up in air quotes catch up to where that where the next person is i want you to really focus on your life and your life only because that's how i was able to get to where i am today and and have these habits implemented in my life in a sustainable way because i only did it for me and i still do it for me every day it's not for anybody else and i never look at anyone else's life anymore and think that I'm setting these habits to be where they are. It's purely for me and um, I want you to know that for yourself as well. So the secret ingredients with habits, which is actually not even a secret, it's actually something that everyone talks about, but like I said before, people don't implement it and I didn't implement it, is, yeah, slowing down to speed up and which sounds counterproductive but it's not. It's actually extremely productive and will be your absolute best friend. When I say slow down, by the way, I don't actually mean like physically slow down. I do kind of mean physically slow down, but I mainly mean mentally slow down. So stop thinking you need a quantum leap to your goal and become obsessed with it because it's, that's not, that's not what's important here. And the way to get to a goal, any goal is to slow down and to pick it apart bit by bit and to actually focus rather on the goal but on the small tiny little itty bitty bits that make up the goal and that get you to that goal which i.e habits <laughs> um so I want to talk about as well how I came to 
finally implement these things because it's so easy to say it, but it's a different thing to do it. And it's a different thing to do it and actually stick with it. So a few months ago in the van, so when Zach and I were traveling Australia in a a van, it was literally like three or four months ago at this point now, I... Okay, wait. (laughs) So this is all coming down to this book that I started reading, which you have probably heard of, The Slight Edge. You probably see it all the time. And I I had owned this book, The Slight Edge, for probably like a year and a half before I actually picked it up like five-ish months ago. (laughs) And I would think that, you know, I'm reading this book. I'm such a reader. Uh, But no, I never picked it up until this point. And the reason I picked it up is actually so hilarious because this book, when I say this book changed my entire life, it changed my entire life. And I was basically forced to read it, not forced by someone forcing me, but forced in circumstances where I had nothing else to do but pick up this book and read it and actually read it, not just skim over it. Like I had to read it. So Let's just take it back to when this happened. Zach and I are traveling Australia. We're having the best time ever. It's so amazing. Most of the time, we're not having any signal. But during that time that we didn't have signal, we had prepared ourselves for that because we realized there's no signal in most parts of Australia. Like between towns, there's like kilometers and kilometers, like hundreds of kilometers or up to 100 kilometers, like in between each town. And most towns will have signal for you to connect to your Wi-Fi, but it's it's the in-between those towns that you don't. And a lot of the time in between those towns that you don't, yes, you're driving a lot, but there's also times where you'll stop over for the night and sleep at a free camp somewhere on the side of the highway. And when you're doing that, there's no signal there. So we prepared for that by downloading like lots of different Netflix episodes on our phone when we did have Wi-Fi in a town. And then so we were prepared for when we didn't have Wi-Fi. And there was one point in time when we were in the Northern Territory and we were heading for uh, Western Australia. And so we're going, we're going to Western Australia. And we decided that we would cross the border into WA the next day. So we, on this particular day, we're driving and we were like, okay, there's one free camp right outside the border of WA, about 30 minutes from the border. Let's stop at that free camp, spend the night, and then in the morning we'll go into WA and we'll like have a nice whole day in this new state. So we sp- the thing is, we stopped at this free camp too early. Like we were really fast drivers. Um, we don't stop for a lot of things. So we were driving really fast and we ended up at this free camp at... 2 p.m. I think it was like 2 p.m. or 1 30 p.m. or something. So we had like a whole day, like a whole like half of the day to just do nothing. Unfortunately, this free camp did not have Wi-Fi. And unfortunately, we had actually run out of Netflix episodes because <laughs> we had been driving without signal for I think a couple days and we had watched everything. So we had no signal. It was the middle of the day, basically, 2 p.m. It is boiling hot, like frying hot. And it's this free camp is on the side of the road. It's basically a car park sort of thing on the side of the road of the freeway 
where not many cars drive because no one really goes there. And there's a there's a drop toilet. Actually, you know what? I don't even want to talk about that drop toilet because I'm actually still angry about it. It was filthy, like filthy. And I left a really angry review on Wikicamps, which is an app that um, you can leave reviews on for places. Um, and everyone was saying on the app that it was a good toilet, but it actually wasn't. It was horrendous. Anyways, so it's stinking hot. There's this disgusting drop toilet. It's 2 p.m. We have a whole rest of the day. We have no Netflix episodes. And because it's so hot, we can't obviously go out and go for a walk or whatever and explore. So we just sit there. We have our awning out, which is so funny because we're just like we've got our awning out with our chairs out on the side of the road. It's just, yeah, I just found that such a funny picture. But we're sitting there we're like, oh, what? do we even do like we we don't want to go into WA right now we want to go and have a full day to explore tomorrow so we're just gonna sit here anyways uh Zach picks up this book that he was he got from a library in uh, like Alice Springs or something because they had like a swap and go or something like that anyways he picks up this book like this book and I'm like are you gonna read right now and he's like yeah you can you should read too you have you brought books and I did I brought two books two books that I purchased a year and a half ago and never picked up so I'm like okay I'll just read this book it's I have genuinely nothing to do and I'm so hot and bored so I get I get the book out of the bottom of this container which is in our boot in like my um in my winter clothes so we had our winter clothes like packed at the really bottom and I had the book like literally under that. So clearly I wasn't planning on reading it anytime soon, which is just so funny. So I pick it up and I start reading. And I'm reading The Slight Edge. And The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson is all about how the little things you do every day compound over time, create massive results, li- massive life-changing results. And I've heard of this book a lot. It's obviously why I purchased it. I wanted to read it, but didn't really read it. And... It's yeah, it's all about that. So as I'm reading these words and what it's talking about, I'm obviously thinking like, oh, that's me. I should start doing that. And I start seeing myself as um, so they talk about how all the little things you do every day can either take you down like um, you can either be you can either be on the down curve of life or you can be on the up curve of life, depending on the decisions that you make. And you can't be on no curve because you are always on an up or a down curve and I'm starting to notice that I am on a down curve like all the decisions that I make for myself life like money career um like relationships health I at this current moment in time I am on the down curve and I'm like oh shit (laughs) I'm on the down curve I want to be on the up curve like I need to be on the up curve. So I'm reading the words and I'm learning how to become like how to get onto the up curve. And one of the things they say, obviously, is to read at least 10 pages a day. So I set myself this intention to start reading this book every day, at least 10 pages. Uh, And I want to start implementing the things that I'm reading because I'm a bold, messy action gal. I like to just get started on things before I'm even ready. So I'm starting to implement all these things. As the days, as the days go on, I'm starting to read more every day, at least 10 pages, which now I have up to at least 11 pages. Um, the reason being, I get this question a lot on my Instagram, why do you read 11? And the reason is because I want to be 1% better, which sounds 
kind of ridiculous, but it's just what I want to do. So I read 11 pages instead of 10 and I'm starting to read. I'm starting to implement things. I'm starting to like tiny little itty bitty things that are so insignificant. But I know from reading this book that with time, me doing these tiny little insignificant things that seem like they don't matter at all, I know that it will matter. And because I have nothing else to do, I actually am just doing it just to do it and not for any other particular reason. And so because of that, over time, I'm I'm then starting to see results. As this trip is going on, during our, during our experience in WA, things start to unfold for me that I'm seeing the results in the work that I'm implementing every day. And I'm like, holy, holy actual shit. Like what? This works. This literally works. And obviously, what do you do when you start seeing results? You get excited. You want to keep doing it, etc., etc. And that is how it began. This one time in this car park when I had nothing, literally nothing else to do with my time, I picked up this book. I started doing the stuff. I started seeing the results. Ever since then, I still do it. And obviously, momentum builds. And things grow and grow and grow and everything in my life in all these different aspects, career, finances, relationship, health, all of these things, I, I have they're actually thriving. And they may not be thriving, thriving, thriving like where exactly I want them to be, but they are way better than they were when I first picked up that book. And I am on the up curve, like you girls on the up curve curving up. So I'm really really proud of myself first want to say that um, but I also want to say that this can be you and yes we all say oh I'm gonna do these things and yes I'm gonna pick up my book and read it but you need to implement it and you need to keep implementing it every day as if it's just a part of how you live and how you live your life and who you are as a person and the thing is that we are always constantly changing and I actually say this all the time we are always in constant motion, like down to the, down to our cells. Our cells are vibrating, are moving, are changing, are growing and like becoming new. So there's nothing really we can do about that. Like we are always going to be changing. The question you want to ask yourself is how do you want to be changing? In which direction do you want to be going? Because either way you're going in a direction, it's either going to be up or it's going to be down and it's not going to be up to you until you actually make that choice and that day in that car park, I made a choice to take control over the direction that my life was going because it was going down. Not because I wanted it to go down, not because I was making myself go down and be on that down curve, but by my inaction of not taking care of my health, not taking care of my relationships or being present in my relationship um, and not saving money, etc. Like those decisions little tiny minuscule decisions that meant nothing at the time to me was what was driving me down and I made that choice that day to take control over the direction that I was going rather than letting life or whatever take me down I decided I wanted to go up and I started making different decisions that were in support of that and something I learned in this book which has stuck with me forever and made me feel so good because I was one of those people that compared myself to others and thought that I should be where they are in life and that I was running out of time. And is there even any point in me trying to get myself 
to where I want to be if I'm so far behind in life. And the thing I read was that you can change your life and you can completely, yeah, change which direction you're going up or down at any point in time. Like it can be today, it can be tomorrow, it can be the next day, it can be when you're 80 years old. Like it doesn't matter what age you are when you decide and when you finally take control, you can actually change your life at any point in time. You can create a healthy habit at any point in time, even if you already have an unhealthy habit in place. There is no such thing as too late. You can't look at the Joneses next door and think they're at XYZ point in their life. It's too late for me, so I'm not even going to try. That's what you can't do. That is a toxic, toxic mindset that cripples so many people and takes them all the way down on the down curve. And even if you have hit rock bottom, bro, no, rock bottom, even if you have hit the bottom of the bottom of the bottom, you know, you are at this horrendous part of your life where you have no friends, you have no money, you have completely ruined your health with maybe drugs, alcohol, even if you've hit the ground so hard that you don't even believe it's worth getting up again, even then it's not too late. Even then you can change your life. But we hear this all the time. We always hear this. I always heard these words. Just change your habits and you'll change your life. Just change your habits and you'll change your life. So we feel really motivated one day and we're like, all right, I'm going to be a new person. I want to achieve my dream body. I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the gym every day and I'm going to eat really healthy every day and this is going to be my new normal because I'm so excited to have my dream body. And so we start it. It's like for example, New Year's resolutions. I hate New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I hate resolutions because that's not what it's about. It's about setting intentions. But we set these goals for ourselves and we're so excited and motivated. So we start we start it and it goes really well. Like one week in, seven days, we have worked out every day or five days a week, whatever. And we have had healthy meals every single day. But then all of a sudden we completely stop. Like after one week, we are, oh, we're done. We're no longer uh, in pursuit of this goal. So why did we stop? Why didn't we keep going? The reason is because we didn't see the results that we were after. Like we set this goal and we didn't see our we didn't see our dream body. Like we put in a whole week of work, we ate healthy for a whole week, we exercised for a whole week. We didn't see what we wanted to see in the mirror, and so we stopped. Now the problem isn't that we didn't do the work because we did do the work. That's not why we didn't see the results. We didn't see the results because we stopped first of all, but also we stopped because of our philosophy, because of how we think about everyday things because of how we think about exercise and how we think about working out. We think that if we do those things, we're going to get our dream body. But that's not the mentality we should have towards our goal. Our goal shouldn't be that we we get our goal when we do the action because then we are too fixated on the goal rather than what's actually going to get us to the goal. And we're not thinking far enough into the future. We're only thinking results, results, results. And when we're getting so obsessed with the goal to the point of completely missing what is currently building in front of us, that being the progress that comes from the action that we're taking. And furthermore, our obsession with the goal makes us think that we're far from it because instead of focusing on the progress we're making today, 
we are actually focused on the distance between us and the goal. We are just thinking goal where we are, goal where we are, rather than the progress that we're making currently in this moment. And that is why we give up. We only see distance. We don't see progress. And that's why we need to reshift our focus from the goal itself to the progress that we make. And the only way we're going to do that is if we actually focus on the action that we're taking and become obsessed with that. And how we focus on the action that we're taking is by turning the action into habits. And habits, as we already know, are the compound interest of self-growth, the continuation of the action again and again and again and again and again to the point where if we completely ignored our goals, completely forgot about them, would we still achieve them by focusing on the continuation of that action? So let's just call it a system because I'm also reading a book called The Atomic Habits at the moment, which is very similar, um, which I love. I definitely recommend But he talks about the system, which is the same thing as the actions that I was talking about, but calling it a system rather. Um, If you completely ignored your goals and you only focused on the system that you've set, would you still reach your goals? The answer is yes. Yes, you would. Inevitably, you would reach that goal because you didn't stop when you didn't see results because you weren't focusing on results. You were focusing on the action that you're taking. And the thing about the action that you're taking as well is that you can't actually see the results. Like you're not seeing any progress really until later on. So let's just say the beginning stages of what you're doing. Um, Let's just say like you've just started your journey of finding your, of getting, achieving your dream body and you've set the goal and you are now focusing on the action. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, you're not actually going to be seeing results in the action that you're taking. But If you have the mentality that you're doing this action because you know that the action is going to create results without you even having to see the results, then you will see the results eventually. It's just inevitable that you will because you haven't stopped. And that's when the action itself becomes a part of your life and and literally a part of who you are. So you get up, you have your lemon water, you do your Pilates, and I'm talking about myself here. Um... (laughs) I get up, I have my lemon water, I do my Pilates, I do my journaling, I do my meditation and it's just a part of who I am. I don't even think about it. I don't even, I'm I'm on complete autopilot because I've continuously done that even when I haven't seen results because I know that without seeing results that it's going to end up eventually getting me results. And honestly, to me, the results are actually the action. Like to me, The action I'm taking is actually the results that I want because I want to be a person that does Pilates. Like I want to be someone who does Pilates, right? I don't want to be good at Pilates. I just want to be someone who does Pilates. And so a really good example, just quickly, which is in Atomic Habits. I thought this was so smart. I'm going to read it to you. So let me just get it up. So this is an excerpt from Atomic Habits. It's from page 32. It says, imagine two people resisting a cigarette. When offered a smoke, the first person says, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. It sounds like a reasonable response, right? But this person still believes that they are a smoker who is trying to be something else. They are hoping their behavior will change while carrying around the same beliefs. The second person 
declines by saying, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. It's a small difference, but this statement signals a shift in identity. Smoking was a part of their former life, not their current one. They no longer identify as someone who smokes. And that's a really important point to make, that identity shift, that your habits that you set should be a part of your a part of your identity. The actions that you take daily are a part of your identity. It's just who you are now. It's not who you're trying to be or what you're trying to achieve. It's actually just who you are. And that's the T. Improvements are only temporary until they become a part of who you are. When they are who you are, that's when it's permanently there and you don't even have to worry about it anymore. So I hope that this discussion, well, it's a one-way discussion. (laughs) I hope that this episode resonated with you in some way and that you learned something from it because I know that I have learned so I'm still I'm still learning like I'm reading this atomic habits and I'm still learning and the thing as well is that I read the slight edge twice like that book that changed my life I read it twice because every time I read it it just reminded me to stay the course and so I wanted that reminder every day until I until I no longer needed to be reminded anymore. That's why every day personal development is so important because if you're not implementing your personal development every single day, sometimes you'll forget. You'll be so busy and distracted with life that you are com- you're then going completely off course. So I do encourage you to yeah read that book, read Atomic Habits, implement these things and change your life for the better. Shift your focus from the goal that you're trying to achieve to the habits that are actually going to get you there and start identifying with these habits. They are who you are now. They're not who you're trying to be. And eventually, by the power of compound interest, (laughs) you will reach your goal. And eventually, you won't have to even think about it anymore because the momentum that you've built up from the constant showing up every day will build and build and build and will actually project you forward on its own and you won't have to try so hard to get out of the rut that you're in. I love you all so much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day or night and I look forward to our next chat. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We've got another guest episode and I'm really, really excited. So bye my loves. (laughs) 